gonna put some dirt in your eyes. Here I go. Am I on? I'm on. That's exciting. So, uh, man, what a great uh, morning. This is why we do this, by the way. What a great morning we've had. Uh, Johnny Sanchez, who it turns out I know from the early 90s, and uh, Eddie Ift, who was making a return appearance. And right now we're going through uh, logistical issues, trying to, uh, uh, trying to track down uh, Andrew Norelli, who's texting me as we talk. Uh, so... Uh, uh, I hope he's in the right building. Come, I'm text. I'm texting him as, as I'm talking, uh, uh, and I'm telling him where we are. <laughs> uh, come fifth floor, and enter. You know, I'm telling you guys. Uh, they don't let you do this on. Uh, do we have him? Oh, I'm texting you as I'm. Hey, buddy, how are you? Uh, it's good to see you. Pull up a seat. Have a chair. Let's stop texting one another. Okay, did you run into Eddie? I didn't. I didn't see him. Oh, you know why? Because he um, he took the steps. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but he said for you to, uh, uh, you have his number, right? I will, yeah. Yeah, I'll he said for you to call him because you're both in town. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And, uh, uh, man, we are, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm, uh, you Thank took you. time out of your day to do this. I'm glad you took time out of your day to come in and do our show. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm looking uh, forward to it. We have, uh, we have in, the, uh, in the studio at this very moment, Andrew Norelli. Hello. And uh, he is going to be at the Tempe Center for the Arts tonight. One show, one show only, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are readily available by calling 480-350-2822 or by going to ComedySchools.com or ComedySchoolsRadio.com. So I'm just letting people know how to find yes, you. Yes, definitely. Instead of doing some ticket giveaway, let's do some where we, we charge more yeah, for a certain number. Yeah. We charge you, yeah, if you call a certain The first number, five callers, will get them for double the price. $500. Okay. If I can get one person to be, there was a guy, uh, Mark Schiff, who was a very funny comic uh, at one time. He wrote the book, I Killed, with Rich Shagger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I was first starting out, and when I very first started headlining, I go, how much should I charge? And he goes, charge $35,000 a show. <laughs> he goes, that way, if you do one or two shows a year, you're good. <laughs> And I tried that for a while, and then I dropped it down to fifteen hundred. I did. I did meet a guy once who had an absurd corporate fee, and I thought it was really smart. Yeah. He literally his corporate fee was so ridiculously high. He goes, "Yeah, it's twenty five thousand dollars. Unless they want me to write something specific for them, then it's fifty thousand. And I thought that was so brilliant because he was making himself out to be this incredibly, um, you was know, he specialized. Funny? Yeah, but there was no reason for him to be twenty five thousand dollars. But I, I liked the bravado. Was he getting? The I money? liked. I doubt it, but but I, but I assume but I assume he was getting a third of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least once in a while. Yeah. I just thought it was like a clever twist. It was like you know the opposite of what most comics do, which is oh, I'm going to bid as low as possible so I can get yeah. the gig. Yeah, I'll pay he you. He just said no. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to charge a ridiculous amount, and I'll you know I'll trick some people once in a while. <laughs> yeah, if you just trick one or two a year. Yeah. You yeah. Kind of get a good year. Um. So, anyway, you know you're 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 getting known as like a, uh, as a comics comic. Every comic I know, every comic I know, whether they are a, a young amateur or a, a seasoned professional, 
Uh, when your name is mentioned, it's mentioned in high regard. Good, yeah. good. It's good to hear. Yeah, because comics are like the most critical. <laughs> they are the most critical, cynical people. So I mean, if you can impress them, you can probably impress anybody. Yeah, I, they're not easily impressed. I, all comic. I, I say there's two types of comics: the ones that are an AA and the ones that are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. uh, alcoholics and comics. Even if the comics not alcoholic, have the same mindset. I told a group of alcoholics one time. I said, "You know what I love about you guys." I go, you're judging the hell out of me, but you're trying really hard not to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, I think comics are like that, too. Yeah. Because uh, uh, we we feel a little more than other people do. It's not that It doesn't make you any better. It doesn't mean you're better. You know? And, we, and uh, uh, there are things that just bother us more quickly. Yes. And the reason we don't get yes. beat up is because we found a way to make it funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, things bother comics, but by the same token, that also makes a lot of comics more compassionate people. Yeah. I think more sensitive people tend to uh, be more socially and emotionally intelligent. Uh-huh. Um, that doesn't mean they behave in socially and emotionally no, intelligent ways. Not at all. But they, they understand. Yeah. You know, they understand human behavior very well, I they think. They do understand human behavior very well. I think sometimes for a lot of us, it's that we have the, the same sense of justice that like an 11-year-old or 10. That's not fair. Yes, there's That's a lot fair. of that. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, I do, I do find it fascinating when a lot of comics learn, like the moment they learn in their career that showbiz isn't fair. Yeah. I find that very interesting because I was one of those people. I, I knew it wasn't fair when I started. Yeah. I never thought it was fair. Yeah. And, 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 and everything I got, I was, I was surprised, frankly. And I was like, wow, I got something in this unfair business. Yeah. And um, it surprises me that they thought it was going to be some sort of meritocracy. Do, do you think corporate America is a meritocracy? Do you think Microsoft? Because it's probably not, I'm guessing. No, no. I'm guessing there's a lot more politics than you think. Yeah, brutal politics. Yeah, and that's the white-collar world. You know, this is the art-entertainment world. Well, if you know the the whole story of of, of Bill Gates and how how he even, you know, came, and Steve Jobs and, you know, how they came upon a lot of the... uh, um, uh, especially with uh, Bill, uh, with Bill Gates, how he was able to get the things that he got and able to build Microsoft. He was a brutally. He seems like a geeky nerd kind of guy, going, "Oh, I don't know where my shoes yeah, are." Yeah, right. One of the most brutally, viciously competitive men. I bet. In the, it probably I make bet. make Henry Ford kind of look like a wuss, right? As far as right. how competitive he was, it's all competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, here's I just want to I want to take a big left turn though. I didn't notice that you surf. And I just found out you surfed. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know and me and Eddie out? have surfed. Eddie yeah, F told uh-huh. me. I said Andrew's coming in. He goes, oh, he goes, we surf together. There's a small uh, fraternity of, of comic surfers. Surfing Very tiny, comics. tiny group. There's probably eight of us, you know. And uh, so you have an instant bond right there, you know. Comics are not known for their extreme sports um, enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, no. Definitely not, you know. I don't think Emo Phillips is like a mountain climber. Emo was just or is he? Is he? I don't know. I don't want to sell him short. Maybe he is. Maybe he's like a. Maybe he does that uh, base jumping. You know, maybe Emo does base jumping. I think he's a uh, third degree Zen master in Taekwondo. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. I think. I think Emo. I think what Emo likes to do. What I've heard is he likes to go to the roughest bars in town. Yeah. And sit there and just eventually look at somebody. Go. What'd you say to me, motherfucker? And he never I would gets love a, to see Emo he, do that. He never gets in a fight because the guy turns. I'm gonna kick your oh hell. Yeah, uh, you're just a litter feller. Right, right. He's not little. He's tall actually. He's tall. Yeah, he's, tall. he's very tall. He's a funny man. He's he's brilliant. Talk he about talk about a comic that has impressed other comics. I yeah. mean, he's just like he's he's in every textbook about comedy. He is mentioned in there. Yeah, because his writing is just so precise. And it is absolutely so perfect. If any comic wants to learn how to properly write a joke, they should study Emo Phillips at some point in their career. 
You know what? Uh, you know what was so brilliant about what he did, but because uh, I I've joked around before and I've gone, Emo Phillips is a 1950s comic, or Stephen Wright is a 1950s comic. Go, it's a small world, folks, but I wouldn't want to paint it. Ha! You know, and you go, and then a generation, a certain generation, would go, no, I I, I hate that. Right. But with Stephen Wright right. and Emo Phillips, who are, are very similar, are able because they write very precise jokes. Right. Because they created these personas. Yes. That people would accept. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I think a lot of young comics don't understand that's how you get away with misdirection jokes. Sure. Or I guess some call it left turn jokes. Yeah. Is you have a persona yeah. that people have bought into and yeah. that are on board with. Uh-huh. And you're right. You're right. Most crowds are too cynical for misdirection jokes otherwise. They yeah. don't. They don't like them. I don't know if they've gotten tired of them. I don't know if they crave something more real. But um, it's a good thing to note. Yeah. Well, you know, we went and watched a, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say her name because she's extremely funny, uh, because of the context of what I'm gonna say. But we, yeah. we, uh, we, we went out of our way to see uh, this young comic that we were able to talk to uh, last week, and there was a joke she did, and it didn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. everything she was doing was where it didn't work. Right. And I sat there and I, uh, I thought it, it doesn't, it doesn't fit your persona that you've been right. presenting. You were presenting a persona that wouldn't say that mm-hmm. that joke works. And we talked afterwards, and I go, maybe if you change the joke this way. And she laughed, but I also started looking at her face like, no, I'm not going to right, do that joke because right. someone else came up with it, which I understand. Yes, there's a lot of pride in the business. Let me ask you this, pride. though. If, uh, yeah. I was taught by, and oddly enough, he tried to call while I was on the air with someone, uh, Rich Scheidner. You know Rich? Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't interacted with him much, yeah. but know, know him, of course. He told yeah. me when I was starting out, he goes, look, if you hear something funny from a, if you hear something funny from a civilian, because he had a very yeah. military, he goes, then you do it. He goes, if someone gives you a joke, then if, if I give you a joke, do the goddamn joke. Don't do it. Or if I fix a joke for you, fix it. He goes, jokes are too hard to come by to go, oh, it's all going to come from me. He goes, nothing comes from just me. Yeah. You know? So, That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to hear other other comics take on that, you know? He, yeah. he's, he's right. Hard jokes are hard to come by. Yeah. Which is why you can't really just shrug it off when someone else has your joke, you know, yeah. you have to either tell them or, or, or maybe, maybe it's not your joke. Maybe you think it is your joke and you're not as original as you think. Yeah. But that's why people fight hard to protect their jokes. Cause a great joke is so hard to come by. Have you, have you found that, um, as you've gone along, have you now flipped channels or gone through the internet or shown up a club and saw somebody doing something very similar to you, eerily similar? Well, I, I think I've seen several times where somebody, you know, there's that weird gray area of comedy where somebody takes a few of the very, very um, pivotal phrases or words you have in a bit. You ever had somebody not take your bit, but they took like the combination of words in a bit Yeah, that were very important to the bit. Uh-huh. And now if you do a set after them, it's going to sound weird. Yeah. Right, it's going to sound weird because now someone has already said "monkey unicycle" or whatever, whatever yes. combo of words uh, we, we used to call you them, said. We used to call them premise busters too. Okay, yeah, yeah but, but but I mean, but that that I have less sympathy for yeah. because that I feel like if a premise is wide open, everyone you know, every, everyone knows that it's hilarious that Viagra can give you a four-hour bone or whatever. Yeah. So if you're going to write a joke about it, you better be ready. That there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot that also yeah. are joking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. But and I'm talking. I'm talking be ready about for a four-hour boner too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone around you. Right. So, right. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was. That was. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that was a bad example because that's not a good premise. No. No. What, no, what you're that's talking not about a good is, premise. There. There are certain things, uh, and then you got to make. Tell me if you make this decision. Uh-huh. So a joke about Viagra giving you a four-hour erection. Uh-huh. I'm almost. 
I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you probably looked at that for a while and went, I'm not going to write a joke about that because Steve in the office can is already going to be telling that joke at the office. Well, I, I don't give the public that much credit, but I do understand that a lot of comics are going to write jokes about it. That's, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. That, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just skip those. I yeah. skip them. I go forget it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too – There's but you can argue that any premise that anyone can identify – they, they can write a joke about it. Uh-huh. So the best thing to do, which I know is nearly impossible, is to come up with premises that only you can write a joke about because only you've experienced it. Well, you're writing from right? your experience. Look, we've all shot. Now, I realize that's almost uh-huh. impossible. And that's not the way Seinfeld works. That's not the way Gaffigan works. Yeah. Gaffigan is doing premises that, that anybody conceivably could recognize. Yes. But, he, but he's doing them extremely well. Yeah. I'm doubting that anybody's going to do them as good as him. Yeah. And um, so that's another route to go. Another route to go is take a premise uh, every, anyone can do, but do it better. Yeah. Do it better than them. Well, I, I think you hit on it from your experience. Look, uh, your bit about going to buy a bed. Yes. Okay? Uh-huh. All right. So I bought beds. You know, everybody's bought beds. And, and, and not everybody. I mean, for a long time, I didn't buy any beds. I just, I go, hey, I need a bed. Someone go, oh, I got an extra one in my garage. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, I would sleep on a box spring. Go, yeah. It's good enough. I'm just going to pass out on a drunk. But you get older, or you, or, or you get money, you know, or you get self-respect. Yeah. You know, and, and then you buy a bed. So I can relate to buying a bed. but it, And I might, I didn't write it. The last time I bought a bed, I didn't write any jokes about buying a bed. Right. I didn't write any jokes about it. I bought a bed. didn't occur to me to write any jokes about it. And then you wrote jokes about buying a bed. Yes. You know, and I could relate to it, but it was your experience. Yes, yes. Well, I found what specifically happened to me when yes. buying a bed. That is a lot different than, oh, there's a commercial about beds. Have you seen it? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to write a joke about it. That's okay, but you have to recognize every other comic has seen that same commercial. Sure. So as long as you're aware of that. I was doubting that every other comic had this exact same interaction I had with the mattress salesman. Yeah. You know, that I would I would be shocked if they had the exact same conversation with him. When you were first coming up, I, I, I'll share an experience I had and then and see. Sure. I, was first, I, I, had an, I, I had an idea for a joke. I came up with a joke. It was a topical joke. I cannot remember what it was. Because uh, at first I thought I was going to be a big, yeah. great social political commentator. And I sure. Thought, oh, yeah. I thought, who wants to hear a 29-year-old guy right. who T- lives with right. three roommates? Talking about Watergate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's wrong with the government? Yeah. You know? No, my favorite is when comics dive into political material yeah. after like nine minutes of jokes about, you know, nightclubs, glow sticks, and doing ecstasy with their girlfriend. <laughs> You're like, you just shot your credibility wad yeah. like, like <laughs> half an hour ago. You cannot now talk about Bernie Sanders. It's not going to work. Well, anyone talking about glow sticks is the ones we'll talk about, Bernie. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I came up with this joke. I was very, I was like thrilled. It's like yeah. when you're first trying to write and you're struggling. And then I'm watching television, uh, uh, The Tonight Show, and a very famous comic did the exact same joke. Right. And I go, there's no way he stole that joke. He's, you know, and, and I just wrote it like two days ago. I haven't told it to anybody yet, you know. And I actually called someone and they go, you're on the right track. Right. But it was one of those things where I came up with, and now I tell young comics, go, if you're going to be writing Bernie Sanders jokes in Phoenix, I guarantee you the joke you came up with that's good, a guy in Florida in a hotel room came up with it the same Probably. time you Probably, yeah. Because there's so much that, like, did you ever yep. run into that where you came up with a joke? And of realized, course, of yeah. course. Yeah, I mean, and once again, the easiest way to avoid that is to find premises that other comics can't use because yeah. it hasn't happened to them. I don't like to tell comics to do that, though, because then you're cutting out a huge section of comedy, yeah. which is general observational comedy. Yeah. I don't I don't want anyone to cut that out. 
I mean, if you why why should they have to cut that out when Seinfeld doesn't cut it out, or yeah. Gaffigan, or Regan, or yeah. the list goes on and on of amazing yeah. comics who use uh, common world, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, sure. observations. So, um, yeah, I think the best way to do it is to make it as I guess as uh, as good as you can. You know, uh -huh. ma make it. I don't know. Make it more complex. Make it more specific. Make well, it more personal. F I find a way to make it better. I think that we can be uh, scary as a writer, and this is what this is what I'll catch myself. So I now live in what is you know uh, supposedly a small town. Okay, yeah. I, I, we live outside of Phoenix. It, there's fifty thousand people, but it's okay. It's still a small town. Okay, so I write jokes about that town. What I always want to be careful of is that I'm writing jokes about living in that small town and not small, a small town, town jokes. Right, right, exactly. You know, because there's yeah. a box of those laying around someplace, yep. you know, in some, some old comics garage. Well, here's my small town joke. Yep, yep. This is what you say about a small town. Mm -hmm. This is what you say about getting married. This is what you say about uh, taking drugs. This is what you say about getting sober. Yeah. You know, there's, there's even that genre now of sober comics who I'll go and hear, see them and I go, that's just, you know. I heard Patton Oswalt speak one time about how when they – started doing what they were doing and you know and, and uh, i think everyone's heart goes out to him right now yeah you know, because absolutely. of uh, you know it's, yes. that's really tragic and i haven't interacted with him uh, to any degree since he was young and starting out so um but i saw him speak many years later and he goes there even became an alt comedy hack sure you sure know, absolutely this is what alt comics talk yes. about now yes you know it's natural i think for a group to start to you know copy each other uh -huh. and uh i don't think it's good they they want to try to not do that yeah but um yeah that is a trap that you can fall into it's where you start like to blues. see your peers and you go oh yeah. i guess this is what we're supposed to do we're supposed to say these things yeah um yeah i that that happens in in a lot of scenes i think yeah um how do you avoid that i don't know i guess i guess watch less comedy maybe maybe watch less yeah. and write more i think some people don't want to avoid it you know, I think there's some people go, I want to, you know, I want to make money doing this. Right. You know, and uh, now I'm going to do these things because these things will let me make money doing it. I get to sleep till noon and go to the mall. If right. People still go to the mall. I don't know. I don't go to the mall. Do you go to the mall? No, I do not go to the mall. Did you do I look to like go I go to the mall? Look no. at me. I'm wearing a $4 outfit. Yeah. Do I seem like I've ever set foot in a mall? Were you a mall man at one time? Never. You never went no. out in a mall? No. I mean, I mean, yeah, I hung out in a mall when I was 14 and you have nowhere else to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I would. Those were not fond memories. I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, cleaning up on the scene at the mall. Listen, you 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 work a lot. You I know? do. And, I and, do and, work a ton. And you're also one of those guys who, um, uh, and and uh, I don't think you could learn. Anybody can learn it. Okay, is that uh, you're able to do multiple things without anybody ever having any sort of uh, uh, jaundiced eye towards you. If mm -hmm. you know what I mean. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So uh, uh, there, there's something about you where everyone everyone likes you. You know, and I'm so sweet. Yeah, uh, um, and even me, and I don't really like anybody, which is why I sit in a small room and talking to a uh, yeah, talking to some sort of filter here. But um, what do you do besides stand up? Because every time I turn, you're either you're yeah. here or you're you're, you're always right. doing something. You're right. What do I you know. Do? I know. It can be a lonely life. Are you a person? Is this where we give away free tickets for people <laughs> that want to hang out with me? Will someone spend time with me, please? I'm so lonely, dude. What um, do you, what do you, 
do you have any hobbies? I do. I surf. Eddie told you that. Yeah. But when I'm on the road, you're right. It can be difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I try to be productive. And I know other comics have pointed this out about the road. It is funny that people think you're on vacation. Yeah. It is kind of silly that people are like, come on, let's go hiking and then go to a movie. Yeah. And let's go rent scooters. And you're like, look, this isn't, I would have no jokes if I did this for my whole life. Yeah. If I rented scooters everywhere I went. <laughs> like, you know, I can't just go renting scooters. Yeah. Like, I have to write some jokes. I have to look at them. I have to figure out which ones are bad, which are most of them, throw them away, print out a new piece of paper with new jokes. That's uh-huh. that's the process of doing jokes. And then, of course, you have to do the administrative work of comedy, right? 60% of comedy is being a secretary. Yeah. It literally. Replying to emails, doing promotional stuff, you know, sending in your new headshot, rewriting the bio because they found the bio online that's from 2001. Yeah. And you're like, no, this bio, it's cool that I won the, um, you know, East Nevada comedy competition, but that's not my best <laughs> credit right now. Yeah. I've done some more stuff. Um, so that's most of comedy and that, that takes up a lot of your day as well. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's hard. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I try to do a lot of like lunches and dinners and stuff. Sure. That's how I fill my my road my road time that I have. That's free. Um, you know. And then uh, uh, I'm spiritual, so I do some yoga in my hotel room. And by that I mean I lay on the floor in my in my puma <laughs> pants and lift a leg here and there. You know, I, I wasn't going to hit on it when you said I'm spiritual. And you stop and go. I'm I'm letting it go to see where he goes with this. No, no, yeah. I'm so not spiritual. Not you have spiritual. no idea. I am, no. I am the least spiritual person. I don't feel connected to anything or anyone. Do you have yourself way. a woman? I don't. You I don't. don't. You know no, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, Women weaken legs. No, no, it's not it's that. like Rocky. It's not that. <laughs> I know some people are like, well, you're on the road all the time. You can't. You know, it's like, no, yeah, you can. Don't, yeah. don't be. There's cell phones. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. You're acting like I'm a trucker in the 1950s. Like I can call <laughs> or text whatever woman I'm dating at, at any time. And when I'm home, like a lot of comics, I have more free time than most people. Yeah. Right. Because I'm home. I'm yeah. usually off for four days in a yeah. row. So it's not that. It's not that. It's just that I don't know. I I don't. Uh, I, I don't. Um. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm saving myself. Are you out there? If you're out there, call me. Papa, can you eight six six love? Um. Uh, you know, Eddie I, used to do Love Line. You should have went on Love yes, Line. Yes, I know. Eddie. I know. Love Line was a great show. Was Sad that a great to see show? it go. Yeah. 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 I, I started listening in the Very 80s. Clever it show. was really weird. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I guess it just it became, you know, things come and go. Yeah. Things come and go. It's and a natural you, cycle. You are coming to, uh, we are coming to a close, unfortunately. What? Uh, yes. What? I know. I know. You haven't healed me. You yeah. haven't even you haven't even fixed all my problems. I have healed you. You just won't realize it. Okay. And then you'll be driving on your own and go, It's a slow heal. Oh, my God. I'm right. healed. Right. Yeah, I can see. I just have a big old smile on my face. Yeah. You okay. always have a smile on your face, though. Okay. But uh, you know what I was I've watched a lot of your television stuff. Is that smile. You know what I love about it? You'll what? do a joke. And if the audience doesn't get it right away, you just smile I'll at them. Just smile. And you give them that. I smile them into submission. You smile them into laughing. Do. Right. I love them. I'm watching it go, this guy. And I'm going, this is a funny joke. Why didn't they laugh? Yeah. I, I realized that it was maybe a little. Oh, good. Like, oh, good. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes. Look at you. You're like, you have so many jokes that are so funny. People don't laugh, Andrew. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's the genius of you. You know uh, how to be funny you, without getting laughter. You've got it. You look, I, 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 I don't know your writing process. I just know yeah. your work. And your work's very good. Thank okay? you. And I Thank was, you. I was talking with uh, Jeff Abagov, who used to be a, a producer TV, and um, and I told him, I go, I every once in a while I like to write a joke that people don't get for like two weeks. Two weeks later, they go, yeah. oh, don't you like to write a joke like that sometimes? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's a little too much work, Tony. <laughs> yeah. I, I No, not really. No, I want them to get it right then and there. 
Um, no, but I do. Uh, yeah, I guess I do like jokes where. Um, Sure, there's a little satisfaction in a joke that not everyone likes and quote the smart people like. Yeah, yeah there's a nice satisfaction in that where you, where you have somebody like who maybe you consider super uh, um, super smart or savvy yeah. come up to you afterwards and say like, oh, that's my favorite joke. Yeah. That joke about X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. There, there's a nice satisfaction to that. But, but it, it is a little much of a stretch to think you're going to make your whole act that way, right? No, I think what I'm trying to get to is that the, the vibe I get from your writing is that you write stuff that when people, when they laugh at it, they're going to feel smarter. It's not dumb jokes. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. yeah, there, there's uh, definitely. I, 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 I like that. I fucked you up right now by digging into your writing process and I go, is that what I do, man? I don't know. What yeah, I'm yeah, doing. man. Don't, don't do this weird. <laughs> don't make me overthink it. Um, <laughs> there is something to be said for that, but I also like that part of comedy where the comic is just funny. They're just yeah. funny no yeah. matter what they say. I really like that. Um, and I, was and I hope that I have that. You know, you don't want to lose uh, that part of you. You get that little insane section of our business that goes, "Well, it's got to be relevant. And it's got to be real. It's got to be. And it's got to be topical. You got to be." Yeah, saying it's a little go, fanatical. Go, yeah, Evan Costello didn't say anything. And right, I, I laughed like hell at Evan Costello. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, you know, Carl Reiner didn't always say everything and say anything. I mean, you know, great. You had the other side of that. Carl Reiner's son, Rob Reiner, and all in the family. Right. So there's all that. And sometimes, yeah, I just like something, you know, silly and goofy, too. You know? So, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, it doesn't. I, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't want to be sitting there watching a comic thinking that he doesn't even enjoy himself. Yeah. Because he's working so hard all the time. Yeah. He's overthinking everything. That uh -huh. That's not comfortable either for yeah. me. Yeah. So I guess I guess a nice blend is is healthy. What's comfortable for you is a rectangle slightly larger than you are. Exactly. That's what I sleep on. I sleep on a rectangle. Don't know what's in it. Don't know what it's made of. Don't care. You didn't want to get like a round one, you know, like a round one. You're I would get one of those big round beds, but that a seems a little like 70s porno, in doesn't Los it? Angeles. But that's gross. Yeah. But that's gross. A giant round. How one. do you invite a girl back to your round bed? You know, that's just disgusting. <laughs> A giant round waterbed with a red silk. Oh, God. Oh, that would be... <laughs> Some track lighting. Right. <laughs> That's better if you're in a long-term relationship and you, you guys want to do role-playing. When I was a young guy, I, I, I revealed this is horrible. Uh, I had this huge apartment in, uh, in the city of St. Louis, and I was in my early 20s, and I, I just put everything in the living room, including the mattress. Okay. So if anybody came over, the mattress was right there in the living room. And I go, where do we sit? I go, well, I guess we could just... Ah, uh, that's too funny. You yeah. just made it so it was no effort. Yeah. I was, just, you, don't have to, you don't have to say that painful. Do you want to go in the bedroom? Yeah, right. I didn't because have to Because you're do there. That. It was right, right there. Right. Yeah. You don't have to make that step. Yeah, didn't yeah. It, yeah. And consequently, a lot of them walked in the apartment and then turned right around and walked out. Okay, went, okay. No, no. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. When I wore a younger man's clothes, yeah. So you've done anything cheesy like that? What's your cheesiest thing? Uh, no, but I mean, you know, I, th I think that if you, if you can be light and be fun, um, that can, that can, uh, get you, that can give you some, some, yeah. get you places, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the secrets are to dating. Um, I think, um, the more money you make, that's what you want to do. Make money. more money, make more money. That will make your dating life easier. Before I got married, I had a joke about, uh, for every $10,000 you make over $70,000, you can date someone 10 years younger than you. And okay, my, good at, formula. At my current salary, I can date someone 83. So, <laughs> <laughs> then I got married and I lost one of my best jokes. Okay, I, I damn. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know if that's an argument against You marriage. can't work that in? 
somehow? You can't reword that? I could reword it to, right. you know, when I was. When I was single, I used to yeah, have a formula. Yeah. yeah. So now, yeah. That should be in a book somewhere, though. That's really mathematically accurate. I like writing math jokes. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. You know why? Because I wasn't good at math, but then I run my own business. And one of the ways you learn how to run your own business is by being bad at math and losing all your money two or three oh, times. Oh, yeah. That'll help. And then you go, now I better learn how to fucking yeah. count my money. Right. So I'm, I'm good at counting it. Okay, good. <laughs> good. You're doing Man. good here. You're doing good here. I mean, we're in like a professional office building. This is the I Scottsdale mean, this is like Financial really, Center. This is really professional. Yeah. Good job. Seriously. You know, what we wanted to do. You got a producer over there back yeah. there? How are you yeah. doing? Yeah. There. yeah. She's good at producing too, I can tell, because she laughs, but I know she's not really paying attention. <laughs> she's she's playing with the mouse. She's clicking on stuff. She's not really, but she's laughing. Yeah. That yeah. is a good producer. Am I right? She's a very good producer. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're pretend doing... like you're listening even when you're not. Yeah. And you're being focused on you're going, ha ha ha. Yeah. We, she's, uh, she's got three different screens she's looking at. She can't possibly be hearing me. She does have three different screens going. She's got a, she actually, she actually created um, this entire station. Good job. I, nice. I, I told her we were on FM, you know, and um, I tell a story. I go, at one point, somebody looked at me and they go, all right, this next section, we, we need, we need some a funny story about farts. Okay. People like farts. And I go, I can't do this. Right. This right. Is not, this is not what I do. Right. I got nothing against farts. You know, I make them. Just make know? it personal. Make yeah. it a personal fart yeah. story. But it, I, I, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the weirdest fart you've ever. Yeah. Done. Make Call it. Make it. Now. Yeah. Make it highly, you know, yeah. important to you. Yeah. Make it topical. Topical. <laughs> topical. Topical. Relevant fart yeah. joke. I was at a Bernie Sanders rally, man, <laughs> and I just eaten some tofu. Right. You ever do this? You're at a Sanders rally, man. I'm eating tofu and bean curd, and you let one fly, but it comes out day glow because you're beautiful, man. Look at that. Look yeah, at that. You already, I can do you that. already got it. I've written for many people. You have water. That's the mark that you've made it. We you have, give your guests water. We, we have water. We have, uh, uh, we have uh, autographed pictures. You Is know? that really autographed by, the, by uh, Page or Plant? Both. Wow. Page and plant. Wow. Oh, I see. I see the other one. Okay. And where Where and how did you get that? Where would you, uh, you steal that? Uh, no, I'll tell you how it happened. Okay. Okay. Is uh, we were at a, a casino. I don't get, we went there. It was a movie theater there. I'm not a big gambler. So uh, not with, not that kind of gambling. I'll sure. gamble with a business. G- gamble with your life. I'll go, I'll go we're yeah. gonna put, I will put a hundred grand into this. And if we lose it all, then I'll cry for like six months. Okay. Okay. Do something else. But uh, they were having a silent auction and it was there. And I go, oh, what the hell? And I go, this will be funny. And I signed a bid. And we're walking out, and my my wife and producer. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She uh, she looks at me. And she goes, "You realize that auction's ending in an hour, and that your name was the last one." On I go, Jesus! Don't tell me I won. Yeah. And the next day they call me. I'm going, congratulations! And I had to write him a big old check. And, and that's uh, amazing. There it is. That yeah. That is really yeah. amazing. So we got so that's cool. We got Rich over yeah. there. You know, my old buddy Rich Jenny is on the wall within it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was great, amazing, yeah. so prolific. Talk uh, about prolific. God, he must heaven. have just written nonstop. It's all it must have been exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Right, it was. He, he, he was, must have written for hours a day. You couldn't. Um, or was he? Or was he one of those guys that did a lot in his head? No. Where he had an idea and then he chewed on it like all day in his head, and you could tell he was not paying attention to you. Both, much really, like your producer. Are you writing <laughs> bits back there? You know what he? You know what he did was uh, when I first met him. You know, uh, in, uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and, and we had such a great time hanging out. We became friends for. You know, for many, many years. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you work with a guy for a week, and then all of a sudden they become your friend. Yeah. Even if you're, so, but later on, I found that I couldn't have a conversation with him because he would turn it into bits. Okay. It wasn't. It you couldn't have a regular. So he co- was working on a bit in his head or out loud all the time. Yeah, all okay. the time, and that you couldn't have a flat out conversation. Sure. I remember the last time I had a regular conversation with him. He had just moved to Los Angeles sometime in the '90s and rented an apartment 
on West Knoll in West Hollywood, and right. uh, he was living with a guy named John Mulrooney. Who oh, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh-huh. uh, he uh-huh. went to show me his apartment. He had, they had his penthouse apartment, and he was kind of lost in it. He goes, right. I don't know what I'm doing here, Vistic. I don't know what I'm doing out here. I'm a New York guy. I'm living in a penthouse in West Hollywood. I don't know what's going to happen. I go, I, I says, you <laughs> I says, you got to do I like how all your characters are smokers. <laughs> <laughs> he was a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy smokers. Well, yeah. you know, it's... You it's, added three packs a day to him right there. Listen here. Yeah. <laughs> so so what, what happened when he was uh, he was living in L.A., and was he already a very pro- prolific comic at the time? Very prolific, but he wasn't... He, he was just starting to really take off. Got it. But then after that, you could not have a conversation right. with him. Right, And that became... I remember talking to him on the phone one time. I called him up to see how he was doing, and I actually had to pull over on the Santa Monica Freeway and stop... Because I was laughing so hard. Yeah. But then I realized, as I kept trying to talk about how you doing, what's going on, it just kept going back to bits. Right. And that's all he right. could do. It, so it's, it can be hard to balance the obsessive nature of the business he and being surfed. a person. Well, he might, then he would have had six hours on surfing, though. He would have, <laughs> yeah. you know, that would have been his, he all his material would have been uh, based around that. Uh, you know, you can never get away uh, from it. No. Well, I'm glad you like the new digs. I love it. Uh, we, love we, it. Good we, job. We've signed a long-term lease here. We're 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 in we're in we're in it to win it. Okay, good. And uh, and we're glad you're here. And we're going to see you again in a few hours, man. Yes, we're yes. See you at tonight. Uh, what what do people? What do I tell people who want to come? You tell, tell them, them to go to the Tempe uh, Center for the Arts. Tempe Center for the Arts box office tickets as low as eight bucks with promo code Tony. Okay. No drink minimum ever. They can also go to ComedySchools.com and uh, purchase tickets there in advance excellent so it's going to be a great night we're so happy the last time you were there we had a, a marvelous time and uh and then you're also saturday night you're going to be uh, yes doing i'll a, be at uh, randy's uh, randy Hauser, show yes Mountain View rec center is that is that what it's called okay yeah. you okay. know and that's one of the that's one of the most successful shows in town yeah randy has worked so hard and he's put together such a unique thing so, uh, and I don't know how to, and when we find out, we'll put it up on our website. Uh, you know, they could probably just, uh, can they contact Randy? Is there, is there a, do we have a contact for Randy in any way? I've got can, his can personal they Facebook number, him or they can, they can, uh, okay. Facebook they can Randy. Facebook Randy Hausner, yeah. H-A-U-S-N-E-R, Correct. Randy Hausner. And he'll, yeah. he'll give you all the address, uh, showtime ticket Everything. price. Yeah, yeah, Mountain and, View Rec Center, which yeah. is in Central Phoenix, right? Yeah, and we and we will we'll get it and get it up on all of our websites okay, great. as well because we, we love Randy. But tonight you'll be at the Tepe Center of the Arts. Yes. We're gonna have a great time. And Indorelli, thank you for taking time. Thanks out of for your having day, me. Man, Appreciate it. This. I'm sorry you missed Eddie. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, we he, could have. He's probably like climbing a mountain right now. That's yeah. the guy's got more energy than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, I know he's one of those guys. He literally is like, yeah, I went mountain climbing this morning, going kayaking this afternoon, and then I'm, <laughs> and then I'm going for a midnight run. On a trail that has coyotes. You know, he's just like, the guy never runs out of gas. It's unbelievable. And lives in Malibu. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's living the good life, yeah. man. All right, man. We will see you tonight. Thank and you. And we will talk to all of Bye. you later on tonight uh, when we come to you live from the Tempe Center of the Arts. You've been listening to this American Podcast Comedy Edition. Let's thank everyone who came in today. Johnny Sanchez. Oh, nice. Yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Eddie Ift. Yeah, and Eddie. Andrew Norelli. That's why we love doing this in town, man. Everybody comes here. Uh, we want to thank every one of them coming in. Uh, great shows this weekend. Houseofcomedy.net, ScottsdaleLaughFactory.com, and ComedySchools.com for the Tempe Center for the Arts. For everybody involved, my name's Tony Visick. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm a road runner, honey.